Welcome to... You're listening to The Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always going to keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the fans behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Takeover. Let's go. Yo, 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 what's popping, y'all? Welcome back to the Wrestling Takeover Podcast today. This is April 10th, 2021. WrestleMania's over. Night one is done. It's a wrap. Wow. Um, I'm full of emotions. I'm full of... I don't really know what to call it. Um... I would say overall, like, from night one, WrestleMania, I would say it was a success. It was an overall success. I got the card right here. I ran down the matches, and I'm about to talk about them. And before I get to talking about WrestleMania, um, I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast on a, you know weekly basis and following what I do on social media and I thank everybody for doing that it's a blessing that the wrestling takeover is slowly you know getting some traction and I greatly appreciate that I love you guys so much and we're gonna be grinding even post Wrestlemania season throughout the rest of the year and onward so I thank you guys again and if you guys haven't done so I don't know what y'all waiting for, man. I'm the king around here. Nobody's on my level in terms of creativity. So I'm going to let that point be proven right now. Now, I would appreciate if you guys follow me on social media. Go follow me on Twitter at JT Takeover. Also, the Instagram podcast. I would greatly appreciate if you guys follow me there. We're creating a big family over there. So if you guys want to do that, it is at The Wrestling Takeover. And I got all those plugs out. Go follow and subscribe to the Wrestling Takeover on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all podcast platforms around the world. Now, professional wrestling, the WWE, we all know, has been struggling in terms of having no fans in the arenas. The Thunderdome was really not a success, in my personal opinion. And when I seen WrestleMania, I was watching the pre-show just around, I would say, like 4.50, I turned it on. And just seeing the fans in the arena really made me smile. It really made me smile because fans are back, baby. The fans are back. I don't don't know if this is going to be an onward-going situation. Um, I personally believe that WrestleMania was a one-shot deal. In terms of having fans in the arenas, um, I believe the next time we'll have fans is maybe, you know, Money in the Bank or SummerSlam. We'll see what's popping with the WWE when it turns to having fans in arenas. But my mentality when I seen the fans was, this is fucking awesome. This is WrestleMania. I felt it watching at home when the fans were there. I seen Vince McMahon come out. He was introducing, you know... And welcome everybody back to the WWE, to WrestleMania. The fans are back. He felt excited. I felt excited. You guys felt excited that we're at home watching as well. Shout out to all the fans that were there. That was great. 
They were rejuvenated. They felt very excited throughout the entire show. Um, there was some, you know, downward moments, you know, typically with a wrestling show, there's always some down moments where fans are quiet. Personally, excuse me. Uh, there were some moments in the matches that fans were kind of, they were quiet. I understand that. I kind of felt that way with myself as well, watching some of the matches, but uh, I love that Vince McMahon was there. And uh, we went to an introduction of WrestleMania. I'm going to say it now. WWE has the best, you know, production in professional wrestling history. I know they have the budget to do so. But my God, the promos leading up to the opener of WrestleMania was iconic. It was legendary. They really went balls to the wall. And I felt that while watching the hype promos, the hype videos. You know what I mean? And it was great. And Brex doing the uh, national anthem was great as well. I felt the vibe. I felt the excitement while watching. And I'm saying to myself, all right, this is WrestleMania. Let's get to business. So I was excited. And we started off hot. Immediately right out of the gate with the WWE Championship bout. It was the WWE Champion Bobby Lashley going one-on-one round two. With the former WWE champion, that being Drew McIntyre. Ladies and gentlemen, I have to say, this match was all right. It was all right, in my personal opinion. I'm not going to give it a thumbs down. I'm going to give it a thumbs up in the perspective that uh, it felt like a big deal. Drew McIntyre's entrance was legendary. You've seen his excitement throughout the entire moment when he was coming out. You felt that he was very happy that the fans were there. He was the advocate of having, wanting fans to be there. And when the fans were there, you felt that genuine excitement from him. And I felt that as well. You know what I mean? Bobby Lashley, he came out, the almighty. And it was great that he came out. His entrance was really cool. Drew McIntyre's entrance was just a little bit better than Bobby Lashley's. But... When Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre went in the ring and they were in the ring together, it had a fight feel atmosphere. The fans were invested. I was invested. You were invested. And the match went on. And towards the beginning of the match, it was pretty slow, methodical, typical big man type bout. That's pretty much what we got here with the WWE Championship to open WrestleMania. Now, Bobby Lashley retained. And I was talking to some of my homies, man. You know, before WrestleMania, we were talking about this WWE Championship match. And I was the only one that was like, nah, Bobby Lashley needs to retain. Bobby Lashley has to win. He needs to get the W. It would be too soon. And honestly, it would be disrespectful for Vince McMahon to go and have Bobby Lashley lose the WWE Championship. Ladies and gentlemen, Bobby Lashley retained. Yes, he is still the reigning, defending WWE champion. Vince McMahon, I love you. Thank you so much for booking that outcome. I loved it. Towards the end of the match was really great. Bobby Lashley was pretty much throwing everything in the kitchen sink at Drew McIntyre. 
Drew McIntyre, the baby face, kept coming back and back and back. It's funny. It's funny because Drew McIntyre did not hit the Claymore not one time. Not one time throughout this entire match. You know, Bobby Lashley was trying to apply the hurt lock. And Drew McIntyre kept escaping, getting some offense. Bobby Lashley trying to put the hold on again. Drew McIntyre kept escaping, escaping. And so Drew McIntyre was kind of fighting on the offensive, you know, for the momentum of the match. But towards the end, Bobby Lashley came back. And he pretty much put Drew McIntyre to sleep, technically. He made Drew McIntyre pass out with the hurt lock. Bobby Lashley retained the WWE Championship. And I love the way that he retained the title. Drew McIntyre did not get pinned. Drew McIntyre did not submit. He passed out. That was an outstanding finish to the WWE Championship match. The fans towards the beginning of this match were, you know, they were excited, but they got a little bored in the middle. And then towards the end, they got up on their feet. Very excited. You kind of felt that the match was going to be ending pretty soon. And abruptly, it did. And the fans were really cheering for Bobby Lashley. You know, I was thinking to myself while watching this, I'm like, okay, is Drew going to get booed? Ladies and gentlemen, Drew McIntyre technically got booed throughout this entire match. I want to point that out right now. Drew McIntyre got booed. The fans were wanting, they were demanding Bobby Lashley to walk into WrestleMania as the WWE champion and walk out of WrestleMania still the almighty WWE champion. And that is exactly what took place. The fans, they love Bobby Lashley. I'm going to put it on front street right now. I love Bobby Lashley. I was pulling for Bobby Lashley to retain the WWE championship for several weeks now on this show. It was too soon for Bobby Lashley to lose. And when Bobby Lashley won, the fans on social media immediately wanted Brock Lesnar. We got to get Brock Lesnar. Period. Point blank. Okay? They got to build Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam. If Bobby Lashley eventually drops the title to Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, it is what it is. But if Bobby Lashley is able to hold on to that title all the way to SummerSlam, to me, as a Bobby Lashley fan, that is a success. He deserves a lengthy reign with that WWE Championship. And I love that Michael Cole pointed out. Shout out to Michael Cole, man. Michael Cole said, is anybody going to be defeating the Almighty? Is anyone capable of beating the Almighty Bobby Lashley? Samoa Joe dropped in and said, I don't think so, Cole. I loved it. They put over Bobby Lashley. They made him a legitimate, you know, threat and a real badass. And that's what Bobby Lashley is. He's a kick-ass machine. He looks like it. He feels like it. And it was an excellent, you know, match towards the end of the, towards the end of this. So, kudos to Drew McIntyre. I know that Drew McIntyre kind of wanted his moment with the fans to reclaim the WWE Championship, but this is Bobby Lashley's time, man. And Vince McMahon understands that. With the decision that he made tonight, Vince McMahon understands that this is Bobby Lashley's time. Period. 
I really enjoyed myself. Great opener to WrestleMania. Up next, the second match of the night. Holy shit. This was a classic. Now, this was not a Shawn Michaels Undertaker, Shawn Michaels Kurt Angle type classic. But motherfucker, this was a classic in itself. Seth Rollins versus Cesaro. I got my notes with some of the instances that happened during the match. So I'm going to run them down. So we've seen Rollins go to the top rope, but Cesaro nailed a drop kick to Rollins out of nowhere. Nice spot there. Next up, we've seen Cesaro on the top rope, but Rollins, like a fucking cat, ran up the top rope, landed a suplex, and obviously connected with a uh, Falcon Arrow to follow suit. I love every time Seth Rollins does that move, that combination, I mark out. I really mark out. I'm not going to lie. Seth Rollins, at the end of this match, proved. You can say what you want about Seth Rollins on social media, how he's a dork. He doesn't know how to use social media, this and that. What fucking ever. Kiss my ass. I understand that. I know he is. He does not know how to use social media. The stuff that he says is ridiculous. But I'm going to tell you this right now. You better start putting some respect on Seth Rollins' name inside that ring. I don't want to ever hear anybody say Seth Rollins is overrated. Bullshit. You're wrong. I'm right. Period. And I know people are out there. I'm not talking about my fans. I'm not talking about y'all. I'm talking about the other people out there that I've seen it. Oh, Seth Rollins is overrated in the ring. He's not that good. Really? Are you serious? Shut your mouth, okay? Zip it. You don't know what you're talking about. Tonight was another instance. <laughs> Fucking Seth Rollins is a legend in the game in terms of the in-ring aspect. This guy's great. So we've seen another great wrestler, Cesaro, shine. I'll talk about him and what I think about him in a little bit. So next up, we've seen Cesaro nail multiple uppercuts. I mean, this guy was fucking nailing Seth Rollins with repeated uppercut after uppercut, and it was brutal. The last shot looked like that legitimately hurt Rollins for a second. So that was a great spot. And then we've seen Cesaro, as he wanted to go for the Cesaro swing, the Cesaro swing was being teased throughout this entire match. And the fans wanted it so bad, but Seth Rollins was able to reverse it into a uh, Insiguri. So that was a great spot, teasing it and teasing it throughout this entire match. So Cesaro ultimately, at the end of the day, he grabbed Seth Rollins and began to swing as he nailed the Cesaro swing nine times before his right shoulder kind of gave way, right? And it kind of gave out. So he couldn't do the 10th swing. And Seth Rollins saw that, took advantage, started attacking and manipulating the arm the right arm of Cesaro. So that was great storytelling from Seth Rollins. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what the fuck Seth Rollins was trying to do. A frog splash, a corkscrew. I don't know what he was doing when he went up to the top rope and did this move. But my God, it was a legendary move. It was sick. It really was. I wanted them to do it on repeat multiple times because how great it was. So Seth Rollins went to the top rope. Right? And it looked like he was going to do a frog splash. It looked like he was in motion. And then on the fly, like a beast, like a king, he reversed it. And was like, all right, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to do a corkscrew. Fuck it. 
it was pretty much a corkscrew frog splash. That was great. That was really, really some good stuff. And then towards the end, we seen Cesaro as he attempted a neutralizer. Seth Rollins. It, it, I can't say much about Rollins inside the ring. I only could say a little bit because this guy's just so good inside the ring. His vision is insane. His psychology inside that ring is on another level. So Cesaro attempted a neutralizer. Seth Rollins in motion, literally in motion. He reversed it and landed a pedigree. When it comes to reversing moves, Seth Rollins is a fucking beast. Seth Rollins reversing Roman Reigns all those years ago at Money in the Bank into a pedigree. He did the same thing with AJ Styles. He did the same thing with John Cena. And now he did it with Cesaro. Great stuff. He's very visionary in terms of, you know, knowing when to switch up a move and do his move and reversing it. So great on Seth Rollins for that. Now, towards the end, Cesaro, um, excuse me, not Cesaro, Seth Rollins went for a curb stomp, but out of nowhere, Cesaro absolutely drilled Seth Rollins with a uppercut. Like, this was a crazy ending to the match. Seth Rollins attempted a curb stomp. He was running the ropes. He was about to plant his foot in Cesaro's head. And then out of nowhere, literally in motion, as Seth Rollins was bending down, putting his head down, Cesaro clocked Seth Rollins with an uppercut. And I knew that was the end of the match. He got clocked at Seth Rollins, and Cesaro grabbed Rollins and landed a neutralizer for the one, two, three. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what a wrestling match, this is what a mat-based wrestling match is. This is what a two great professional wrestlers just go out there and just tell them to kill it. I feel like we're going to get the same vibe with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens tomorrow, and I can't wait. We got this with this match with Cesaro and Seth Rollins. They told a great story. I am happy for Cesaro. You guys know this. If you guys have been listening to my show, my podcast, you guys know I'm not a big fan of Cesaro. I'm not. He's a great wrestler. He has a great look. I just don't get Cesaro. But I'm going to tell you this right now. Roman Reigns better. He better. I'm telling you. Roman Reigns better retain tomorrow night. I'm going to be very disappointed. Roman Reigns better retain. And the first opponent needs to be Cesaro. Can you imagine the story of Cesaro and Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman? Motherfucker, take my money, please. Take it. I'll give it to you. Here you go. Cesaro, Roman Reigns, Universal Championship feud with Paul Heyman? A wrestling genius? Dog, I'm with it. I'm with it whatsoever. I want to see it. I desperately want to see it. I hope that's where WWE goes. We'll see what happens. Now, after that great match, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I'm going to keep it a buck. This Raw Tag Team Championship match between the New Day, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods versus Almost and AJ Styles, it was actually fucking really good. It was really entertaining. From start to finish, from bell to bell, 
This was a damn good match. Now, it wasn't a classic, but in terms of just having a fun match, just sitting back as a fan and just watching it, I had fun. Almost as a beast. This guy is a beast, dude. He's a king, of course. Shout out to my black kings out there. He's a king. But my God, dude, he's huge. He's seven foot. He looks absolutely intimidating. Kofi Kingston, he sold the shit out of it. Out of him being intimidated. I felt that way while looking at him. almost like, oh my God, this guy's huge. AJ Styles doing majority of the work, obviously. But we were all wondering, when is almost going to get in the match? When is he going to get tagged in? He did, and he did a great job. Shout out to almost man. You did a great job, brother. You really killed it. You did great. You didn't look out of place. And that's all I asked for. That's all I asked for in terms of these, you know, superstars that haven't been wrestling at all and are just coming in for a cup of tea. I don't think you're in here for a cup of tea, bruh, because you were at WrestleMania, and you did a great job. I was thoroughly impressed with the way this match was produced and the way the New Day was selling almost as offense. Really great stuff. AJ Styles taking majority of the offense, but once he tagged in, almost it was over. And that was the story throughout this entire match. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods were beating the shit out of AJ Styles. All they were trying to do was not have AJ tag in almost. But AJ Styles tagged in almost, and it was over. It was a wrap. Game over. That's exactly what it was. And AJ Styles and almost defeated the New Day to become the new Raw Tag Team Champions. I have a question, though. This is where I'm going to be a little negative. So I apologize ahead of time, but y'all know how I do. I keep it real all the time on this show. I'm very rare in the IWC. There's not a lot of people that really keep it real, keep it 100 with their opinions on the WWE product or just any wrestling product in general. Nah, I'm definitely in the minority in terms of keeping it real. The Raw Tag Team Division sucks. You know it, I know it. Don't bullshit me, okay? I love you guys, but come on. Let's keep it real. There's no Tag Team Division. AJ Styles and Almost win. They are the new Raw Tag Team Champions. What's next? And I'm serious. I'm being honest. What's next for this? For the Division, for the New Day, for Almost and AJ Styles? Are they going to be champions for the foreseeable future? Who's going to be the team to beat them? There's a lot more questions than answers that the WWE needs to come to. I don't even think they know what to do. We kind of knew that almost and AJ were going to win, you know, because WrestleMania is a time of year where a lot of titles change hands. So we'll see what happens. And uh, overall, this was a great match. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun watching it. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Raw Tag Team Division isn't that great. It's trash. And WWE needs to really come up with a plan to build and elevate the Raw Tag Team Division. How about this, WWE? Merge the Tag Team Divisions on both Raw and SmackDown. You heard it right here on the Wrestling Takeover. I've been saying it for years on Twitter. Now I have a podcast. I have now a platform to verbally say it now. You need to merge the tag team divisions on both Raw and SmackDown. Give more teams more opportunities. 
It's got to happen. Got to happen, man. Do it. Do it. You took one of my ideas with, you know, NXT TakeOver in that ladder match. That was fine. I know I have good ideas. That's why I'm different. That's why I'm better than anybody else. Do something like that for the tag team divisions. They desperately need it, please. Next up, man, a match that my expectations were not even high. But I'm going to tell you, towards the end of the match, holy shit, this was a fun match. I'm talking about Bad Bunny, Damian Priest, The Miz, and John Morrison. Damn, was this a fun match. Bad Bunny. His entrance, legendary. His entrance was legendary as hell. I'm going to say that right now. It was a great entrance. Now, Damian Priest really didn't... He really wasn't in the match for long. It was mainly Bad Bunny. He was showcasing his moves. He was doing all these impressive moves. I mean, for God's sakes, you guys. Towards the end... He did a Mexican destroyer on John Morrison, calling it the bunny destroyer. I don't give a fuck what you call it. That was impressive. Shout out to Bad Bunny, man. He loves this business. You can tell he loves this business. And for that, from a fan's perspective, I can absolutely love, appreciate, and respect Bad Bunny. So shout out to Bad Bunny, man. The king of tonight, man. He did a great job. Miz and John Morrison, they came out, man. Oh, my God. Bro, I tell you, this was absolutely cringe. It was cringe to the max. It was awful. The bunnies coming out, making fun of Bad Bunny. Yo, I was so pissed. I started laughing, like tearful, because I was so mad with what I was watching. I'm saying to myself, what is this? And I'm laughing because I'm like, bro, what is this? This is ridiculous, dog. This is ridiculous. But listen, the match was great. I had a great time outside of, you know, John Morrison and The Miz coming out rapping. Their rap skills are fucking awful. Y'all got to go call Ice Cube. Y'all got to call these legends up. Snoop Dogg. Call these brothers up, bro. Go learn how to rap. Because it was awful. The bunnies coming out trash. But I will say the match was very fun. So shout out to Bad Bunny, Damian Priest, John Morrison, and The Miz. Get John Morrison away from The Miz, please. ASAP. Following WrestleMania, please. Get them in a feud together. And then let them get the split, please. John Morrison needs to be in the mid-card main event, please. Don't really care for The Miz. Couldn't give a fuck. Now, let's talk about a match that I genuinely... I mean this. I'm not joking. I genuinely didn't give a single fuck about. There's two of them, actually. One of them is the Women's Tag Team Championship turmoil. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you exactly what I did when this match came on. 
So, you know how Peacock, you know, you really can't change the channel. Because if you change it, it's going to exit from WrestleMania. I tried to do that. Right? When this match happened, I mean no disrespect. I love Naomi. I love Ruby Riot. I love Liv Morgan. I love them. The other ones I don't really love. I respect, I don't love them. But Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, and Naomi, or Carmella. I love Carmella too. I love Carmella, Ruby Riot, uh, Liv Morgan, and Naomi. The rest of them, I respect you guys, but I'm not big fans of. But even with those women that I loved, I couldn't give a fuck. And I'm going to keep it real with y'all. Okay? It's just my opinion. My opinion alone, because I have a podcast. I have a show. So I am able to say things that I want to say. I don't mean to be disrespectful to any of these women, to the ones that I'm not a big fan of. I didn't care about this. You know what I did? Because I couldn't change the channel to Peacock. I muted the TV. I went downstairs. I made some food. I ate the food. I got on my phone. And I was literally watching some of the movies that I have on my iTunes account. While that match was on my TV. On my big ass screen TV. I'm sorry. And when the match was over, I turned the movie off that I was watching. I took out my uh, headphones. I pressed resume in terms of the, the TV. And I went right back to business. I'm being brutally honest with y'all. Again, I apologize. I don't mean to be rude. But I'm just being honest. I'm just telling you guys what I did in the moment. You feel me? And I know... Don't bullshit me. I know you guys did something similar to that. Don't lie. You might have watched it, but did you really watch it? Were you really paying attention to it? Probably. I'm not going to discredit you guys. You guys were probably watching it, but I know there's some people that were just like exactly like me that either muted the TV or turned it off entirely, which like I said, if you have Peacock, you can't really do that. Because you're going to be have to exit and you're going to have to reopen it again. So you can't really exit. But you guys probably did something else productive than watch that match. Either way, it don't matter. It is what it is. It was on WrestleMania. So it was in the background. Tamina and Natalia won the tag team turmoil. I mean, you guys, this was kind of obvious. This was real obvious. Tamina and Natalia have been actually built up. For quite some time now. So them winning this match was not a shocker in my personal opinion. Now the Riot Squad. I feel so bad for Ruby Riot. I feel bad for Liv Morgan. I don't usually say something with what I'm about to say here. But if I'm them. You either go back to NXT or you act for your release. The WW, I'm being honest, okay? Being honest with you. The WWE does not really value them. They might win the Women's Tag Team Championships this year, and I hope to God that happens. If it was me, I would have had them won tonight and tomorrow. Period. But that didn't happen. Speaking of Tag Team Championships, the Bella Twins are probably going to be returning soon. 
And I definitely see Tamina and Natalia taking the titles off Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler tomorrow at WrestleMania night two. The Bella Twins are going to come up, babyface tag team. They're going to take the titles, but then immediately lose it. I would have them lose it to the Riot Squad. That's what I would do. That's my plan. Book it, WWE. Book it. I know I have good ideas. I'm the best one in the IWC. Nobody's on my level. Nobody. I love and respect everybody in the community. But in terms of creativity, I'm sorry. I will say this to your face. I will DM you. It don't matter. You're not better than me. You're not able to come up with ideas on a fucking fly like I can. Okay? That's what needs to happen. You could have Natalia, you could have Tamina win the titles tomorrow. Uh, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan, the Riot Squad, they can have first dibs, beat them, and then the Bella Twins return. We get the Bella Twins, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan, and the Bella Twins will most likely win those titles. And then you can have Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan win them back immediately after that. Or you can have, you know, the Bella Twins hold it for two months, three months, or whatever. Give them a decent reign, two to three months reign. With those titles. Um, Maybe three is too much. So maybe two months. But that's it. That's what you got to do. With the women's tag team titles. Do something with them. Because this was. This match absolutely was so pointless. I'm not even joking. And. Another match. That was. Fucking. Pointless. Okay. Braun Strowman. And Shamik, I couldn't give a fuck about this match. I really couldn't care. I really wasn't paying attention, really. I was looking up, looking on my phone, going on Twitter, looking on my phone, looking up at the TV. I'm sorry. I've been telling you guys on the show for a long time now. I just don't care about this feud. Shane McMahon was here because he's a McMahon. He needs to be on the show. Braun Strowman, they fucked him up big time. The choo-choo, choo-choo, right? The choo-choo train. (laughs) Mr. Braun Strowman, the choo-choo. Come on, man. That's ridiculous. The monster among men wears the, uh, get these hands. But instead, I'm going to do it one more time. You're still doing your choo-choo. Come on, bro. Come on, man. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. This match is pointless. This match did nothing for me in terms of investment. It was not a classic. It wasn't even good. It wasn't even passable. It sucked. S-U-C-K. Suck. All right? Listen. Braun Strowman won. We all knew Braun Strowman was going to defeat Shane McMahon. I'm going to be serious now. Okay, so we've seen Braun Strowman defeat Shane McMahon via a running power slam towards the end of the match. Now, Braun Strowman, before all that, threw Shane McMahon off the top of the steel cage and onto the mat below. It looked and sounded, much respect to Shane, it sounded deadly. That fucking move, that spot towards the end of the match. And immediately I see that, I'm like, okay, game's over. Game's over, match over, whatever. It's over. Shane lost. That's exactly what happened. I don't know what else to say about this match, you guys. It is what it is. 
Where does Shane McMahon go from here? Off my TV, please. I love you, Shane. Shout out to Shane McMahon. I love you. But you do nothing on TV for me. Your purpose on TV means nothing right now. So please, just go away. Go away. All right. Braun Strowman. I don't know what you do with him. That, that's it. I don't know what you do with him. Now, I'm going to be back. I'm going to take a little break. I'm over here sweating, man. Got my notes. And I, I just love doing this for you guys, man. I appreciate all the love that you guys have been giving me and the wrestling takeover. It means a lot. Um, but I'm going to take a little short break. And I'm going to be talking about the main event. And I'm going to be doing that coming up next. So see you guys in a bit. All right, y'all, I'm back. I apologize there. Needed to just take a breather and relax for a second. A long night for me, man, but uh, I'm on the grind, and um, I can't wait to do this tomorrow as well. Um, I love doing this, man. I love talking pro wrestling. It's my passion. It's my love. I want to be in the business from a creative writer standpoint. I hope I get there, man. I have tons of ideas that I can bring to the table for the WWE, and y'all know that. Y'all know that. Now, the main event. Main event time, baby. Wow. The hype was real. The hype was fucking real for this entire match. The video packages. I mean, WWE does it better than anybody in this business from that standpoint. Sasha Banks looks absolutely stunning. I'm going to just stop, okay? I'm just going to stop there. I don't want to be all weirded out and be weird. But she looks good, man. She looks good with the green and the blue, the blue print. You can say green print. Whatever color print you can say about Sasha Banks, she's the best. She's the best. And I want y'all to know that. That was solidified tonight in this match. Bianca Belair held her own. But Sasha Banks carried that match, period. You can disrespect Sasha Banks. Oh, she's not good. Charlotte Flair's better. Bailey's better. Becky's bad. No. I'm sorry. No. Sasha Banks is one of the greatest of all time in that ring, period. She's a ring general. She's a queen. And she carries herself like a fucking boss in that ring she just feels like a megastar without Ro other than roman sasha banks is another megastar in the wwe you don't like it go kick rocks don't give a fuck i don't okay call me a sasha banks fanboy all you want yeah i am a sasha banks fanboy okay i love sasha banks i'm a big advocate of her because i know how talented she is you guys can call her, and I'm talking, I'm mainly talking about, not my fans, I'm talking about the other wrestling fans out there. I know my fans, I know you guys are fans of Sasha Banks. If you aren't, then kind of crazy, but uh, I know you guys are fans of her. Ladies and gentlemen, Sasha Banks did her thing tonight. She looked great. She carried Bianca Belair. 
Bianca Belair absolutely held her own throughout this match. It was a great story that was told. And the story was very simple, dog. If you know ring psychology and you know in-ring presence and everything like that, facial expressions, everything like that, y'all know me, man. Storytelling is key for me. We've seen that tonight. We've seen that in a couple of these matches. We've definitely seen it in the main event. Sasha Banks was doing everything she possibly can and more to pretty much try to beat Bianca Belair's ass. She did everything. She's grabbing Bianca Belair's hair. She's doing cheap shots, sending Bianca Belair into the ring steps, into the ring post, into the barricade, everything. She tried and tried and tried. Tried and true, correct? Sadly, tried and false. Um, let me take a moment of silence for the standard, the blueprint, the second goat to Tristratus. Ladies and gentlemen, oh my God, I can't believe this. This is a reality. This is a reality, man. Bianca Belair defeated Sasha Banks. I'm not mad about that. I'm not sweating it. So I want y'all to understand that right now. Y'all know I'm a big advocate of Bianca. She's a queen too, okay? She's going to be a legend in the game for many years to come. She's the EST of the WWE officially. But I'm going to tell you this right now. Sasha Banks being 0-6. I believe she's 0-6. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think so. She's 0-6 at WrestleMania. Fuck! Fuck, man. Damn it. Ah, uh, fuck, man. I don't want to say that. I don't want to put that on Sasha Banks. Being 0-6. I'm going to tell you right now. Sasha Banks should have won. Damn it. The reason why I say that, I mean every word of what I'm about to say here. WWE pretty much made it seem like Bianca Belair wasn't ready. We obviously know she is ready. But the story made it seem like Bianca Belair isn't ready. My opinion is, it was too soon, too soon for Sasha Banks to drop the Women's Championship. You guys, ladies, Sasha Banks feuded with Carmella and Bayley. That's it in terms of her reign currently with the SmackDown Women's Championship, which was ultimately dethroned tonight in the main event. Sasha Banks deserves better than that, man. I'm going to keep it blunt. She deserves more than just a couple of months with the title and only defending it against Carmella and Bailey. So that I don't like. But listen, it's Bianca's time, man. You feel it. I felt it. We all felt it. It was coming. She won the Royal Rumble. Now, I'm saying to myself, just because you win the Royal Rumble doesn't mean you win the title. Look at Asuka. Look at Shinsuke. 
Look at many others around the years, you know, throughout the years that have won the Royal Rumble but didn't really win the big one at WrestleMania. I guess Bianca Belair is different, huh? I guess she's different. And I don't know where they go from here. I don't know where Sasha Banks goes from here. I had a game plan. I had a game plan. I've talked about this for months leading into this match. I'm not going to explain it because obviously it's not happening. So I'm not going to repeat myself. You guys know what I'm talking about. Okay. What is next? Ladies and gentlemen, I think we're going to get another rematch, which is ridiculous. Right out of the gate, which we should not have done. And I hope it doesn't happen. I think we're going to get Bailey and Bianca Belair. I think that's what I'm going to be one of the biggest feuds for Friday night's SmackDown with the SmackDown Women's Championship. That's what I think is going to happen. Hello, ding dong. Bailey, I would say, was used tonight mocking people and this and that. She's definitely going to be on tomorrow's show. And uh, we'll see what happens with her. But Bianca Belair, I just think it was just a little bit too soon. And I know um, I'm retracting my statement. And uh, I didn't say that it was too soon. But the build that they were doing with Bianca and Sasha made it seem like it was too soon. I don't want to sound like a hypocrite, but I'm always going to be honest. And um, I I do believe it's too soon for her. It's too soon for Bianca. She looks the part. She sounds the part. She's hot as hell. She has a look. She has everything you want in building a top women performer in the women's division. She does. And if you don't think so, then that's your problem. It's about creating new stars, correct? I will give WWE this. They created, well, first of all, we already know she's a superstar. They created a potential megastar tonight. Bianca Belair was solidified tonight in the main event. Her family was there. Everything was going smoothly for the EST. Bianca Belair. I love her. I was happy for her. I really was. But at the same time, My heart hurts for Sasha Banks. She deserves better than what the WWE is doing with her. And I understand that she's been at pretty, like I'm going to use the head of the table quote, but she has been at the head of the table. She's been the queen, the blueprint, the boss, everything, the standard, the conversation. Well, Sasha Banks, sweetheart, um, you are not the conversation anymore. The conversation It's Bianca Belair. Sasha Banks saying she's the blueprint, the standard, the conversation. I wanted her to retain the title mainly for that alone. She can continue to shove it in people's faces. I'm the standard. I'm the blueprint. I'm the measuring stick. I'm the motherfucking conversation. Nobody's on my level. 
Bianca Belair is now on your level, sweetheart. She's on your level. She surpassed you now. She's the queen of the jungle. She's the SmackDown Women's Champion now. You are second fiddle. Can't believe I'm saying that, but it's this the reality of it. They had a great match. It was fun. It was slow in some instances, but typically with a Sasha Banks match, it picked up. Of course it did. Sasha Banks is just that damn good. Bianca Belair held her own. I loved it in the beginning of the match. You felt the emotion, not only from the fans, but from the two queens themselves. Bianca Belair looked like she was absolutely about to tear up and just start crying because of the moment, the history. And from an African-American wrestling fan, I didn't tear up. But I'm not going to lie to you. I was smiling, gritting from ear to ear because this is black excellence. This is history. This is celebration. April 10th, 2021. Two black women main evented WrestleMania. That will never be duplicated again. Ever. So that, I want to thank Vince McMahon. Because he's the king. He's the boss. He pulls triggers. He pulled this one. I love it. Vince McMahon is a fan of Bianca Belair. We all know this. Vince McMahon is a big advocate of Sasha Banks. He trusts Sasha Banks fully. That was solidified tonight. Vince McMahon absolutely has faith and believes in Sasha Banks to deliver and bring a great match out of Bianca Belair. That's what we got. So Sasha Banks haters. You guys really need to cut the bullshit. I don't know what you're talking about ever when you say she's not good. I heard people say she shouldn't even be in the top 10 when, you know, the, you know, conversation came about in terms of who's the top, you know, 50 women greatest of all time. Sasha Banks was six. People were saying she shouldn't even be in the top 10. What? What? You're smoking. You're smoking and your opinion means nothing to me. If you say something delusional like that. Period. That is a statement. Not an opinion. That's facts. Not an opinion. You don't like it. Tough shit. Because I know there's a lot of fans. A lot of Sasha Banks fans that are listening to this podcast tonight. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Let's support our queen. Let's support our girl. Even though she lost, let's still support her because she put on a great performance. And so did the next upcoming black queen in the game, Bianca Belair. I don't know what's next, but I will say overall tonight, the best match of the night, even the main event was great. The main event was really good. 
I think the best match of the night was Cesaro and Seth Rollins. Night one was the, the worst matches were Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon and the women's turmoil match. Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre was solid. It was pretty good. The Raw Tag Team Championships was pretty good. Miz, John Morrison, Bad Bunny, Damian Priest, that was a fun match. Seth Rollins, Cesaro, classic. All right. Now, the main event, classic. Braun Strowman, Shane McMahon, couldn't give a fuck. So, overall, two matches that I genuinely couldn't give a fuck about, but the rest of them were good to great to classic. That right there calls for a successful night one of WrestleMania. You better believe it. Night one was great. Night one was fantastic. But it's time to look forward to night two. I'm telling you right now. Sasha Banks lost. Bobby Lashley retained. I'm telling you right now. My experience of WrestleMania is all going to come down to the main event, the real main event, tomorrow night. I'm not even joking with you. Roman Reigns better retain. That's it. Period. And if that man does not retain, I am going to go off. Don't play with me, Vince. Don't. This better not be the fiend Bill Goldberg Saudi Arabia situation with Roman Edge and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. The tribal chief, the head of the table, he walks into WrestleMania as the universal champion, and that motherfucker walks out still universal champion don't play with me Vince don't you did great tonight tonight was a successful night one of Wrestlemania two negatives and the rest were all positives successful Wrestlemania night one but my main focus is that universal championship I'm scared and I'm terrified I talked about a lot on night one. It was a great show. I enjoyed myself throughout. And I know you guys enjoyed yourself too as well because I'm looking on social media and everybody really, you know, is pretty much complimenting night one of WrestleMania. This was a success for the WWE. I am happy the fans were at WrestleMania. The capacity was, you know, it was good. I wish there were more people there, but overall... I love that the fans were there. We've seen great video packages from the WWE. We've seen a great performance by Bricks and her performance of the National Anthem. WrestleMania felt like a WrestleMania. And it was just overall a great night of professional wrestling. Great stories that were told with Bianca and Sasha Banks, Seth Rollins and Cesaro. 
We've seen a great story told even with Damian Priest, Bad Bunny, Miz, and John Morrison. We've seen some great stories being told tonight. I can't wait for tomorrow. It's all going to come down to the Universal Championship. That's what we're all anticipating tomorrow night for night two of WrestleMania 37. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I love you guys very much. The wrestling takeover is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. I guarantee you that this year in 2021, we're only going up. It's crazy. I started in October of last year and the success of the podcast is just unreal. And I can't thank you guys enough. Social media, go follow me. You guys know the ads. Follow and subscribe to the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. And that's all I got, man. I'm the Creative King. Y'all know what it is. This is my kingdom. This is my platform. This is my podcast. We all have different opinions. You guys might not agree with the opinions that I made tonight. But you guys got to respect from where I'm coming from. In terms of Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair and where I stand with that. And... Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, Braun Strowman, Shane McMahon, the women's tag team title turmoil match, and all the other matches that happened tonight. There were some matches that I liked. There were some matches I liked, but there were some matches, two of them, only two, but it was more than one match that I just couldn't give a fuck about. And I'm going to let you guys know that. And there are some matches tomorrow that I kind of don't care for. But I'm going to watch them. I'm going to give you guys my thoughts on those. I'm going to be honest, just like I was tonight. And the wrestling takeover, man. We're taking over big time from a creative standpoint, from a creative mentality. You know, Kobe has that Mamba mentality. I'm going to switch Mamba and I'm going to change it to takeover mentality. Because that's what we do right here on the wrestling takeover. On the TWT show, baby. This is the Creative King, Jordan Turner, the host of the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. I am signing off tonight for April 10th, 2021. I will see you guys tomorrow, April 11th night, two of WrestleMania, baby. Let's go. I can't wait. I'll catch y'all tomorrow right here on the podcast. Y'all have a great night. Yeah, she's fine. Wondering what she's